0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Show this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the Big Show. You found it. I'm Sure, I'm glad you did. I am. Uh, I'm very, very excited. It's uh, it's been a zany week for uh, me here at the uh, in my studio. Uh, we've got a big our first art show uh since COVID, our first meet and greet, all that um in about two years. So it's you know we're <laughs> I'm working hard. Of course, uh you know it's last minute stuff. The load ends this Sunday, which the show is next weekend, but that's how galleries do stuff. you, you got to, you know, they need a week to get everything up and all of this and that, and um, that's how that goes. So I wish I had another week to work on uh, even more stuff, but they're, uh, I'm not supposed to say, I'm not supposed to say. It'll be less than 25 new, never before seen paintings, and more than 20. Now, see, I technically didn't say so. There's going to be some new work. Um, if you're here local in South Florida, you might want to come check it out. It's free. There's two nights. Details on my website. Um, okay, to the show, to the show. I am super excited. All week long, we have had five shows this week. Five, ladies and gentlemen, on the big deadline of the week. I don't know what the heck I was thinking, but I'm certainly glad we did, because we've had killer, killer guests, and tonight, that tradition continues, continues, Um, you know, we had to go all the way to uh, British Columbia uh, to get our guests tonight, but that's okay, that's okay, because they obviously put something in the water, something right, uh, because she is fantastic, fantastic, singer-songwriter, specializing in Southern rock, kind of, uh, you know a just, just, you're gonna freak out when you hear her her music. She is one of the best vocalists I've heard in a long, long time. Um, very cool uh, music. And without further ado, uh, let's let's get her on here. And I want to talk to her because she is just super cool. Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Miss Sid Carter West to the show.
2: Sid, how are Hello. you?
1: Hello.
2: <laughs> Thanks for having me. So glad to be on here and get to talk art. I appreciate it.
1: Mm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we were talking a little bit off mic before the show and um, I had mentioned your venom video. It was so funny. Now my wife, my <laughs> wife is, she loved that song too. By the way. She walked through the end of the studio here. I had it on the big TV in here and she's like, uh, she's like, what is that? That is fantastic. And she walked in and there's a scene in the video and we're going to take all this, but I just want to say because it's funny she, uh, where you're sitting at a table and there's a, a snake, like a ball Python or something on the table. And mm-hmm. my wife owns uh, a ball. She has an Obino ball Python named Ursula. And anytime she sees a snake, she goes crazy, you know, um, not like in fear, but in excitement, she's like, Oh my gosh, she's got a snake.
0: Oh, yeah, how cool.
1: And so that, that was sold right there. Um, but yeah. She's, She's in love with you, and and that's you know, you got another fan. Uh, both of us, both of us, uh, very very cool. But she loved your snake. I and I really
2: appreciate that. I I'm I'm always grateful um, to have people who understand my vibe and who dig it. And um, yeah, I I can't be more grateful to have people who listen to my music and you know, watch my videos and enjoy. So I I love to hear that stuff. Um, the snakes. It was definitely inspired by the title of the song, Venom Hurts. So uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's. Kind of, yeah, I mean, the snakes kind of symbolize um, what the song is about, which is mental health. It's kind of like a metaphor for, you know, the inner darkness that we all sometimes go through. And uh, yeah, I wanted to put that in there. So it was fun. I, I really enjoyed that video, um, particularly because of, the eighties kind of vibe that you get from it. Like it, mm-hmm. it has like a misty kind of effect that we put on. And um, I don't know. It just reminds me of those eighties music videos. So
1: uh, I Absolutely.
0: really
2: love this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I fun. love those videos too. I'm a, I'm a child of the eighties. Matter of fact, in the early eighties, <laughs> my family had moved to, uh, to Ontario, Canada. So oh, at the time nice. when MTV was just kind of getting going uh, but yeah. I was hooked on Much Music. Much Music was the Canadian version of MTV. I don't know if they <laughs> yeah. still around or whatnot, but that was the stuff, not right? really. And yeah. Was, uh, say again.
2: Oh, I mean, like it was totally a thing back then for sure. I mean, because everything's online but now, though, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, yeah. still around. But it was totally huge back then for sure.
1: Oh, it was it was so cool because. You know, it was funny because um, one of the cool things about Canada, Canada has so many cool things. You know, healthcare. Yeah, what a concept. Amazing. Um, but anyway, you know, everybody, all these people that bitch about Canada and the States, all I have to say to them is get a pad of paper, sit down, take notes on how it's supposed to be done, and let's get to work. That's my political rant of the day. <laughs> uh, you know, logic. How about that? What a con – anyway. Anyway, the cool thing was is apparently in Canada there's some rule or something or a law that you have to play X amount of Canadian artists, like if you're doing a much music or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, or a radio station Mm -hmm. or something, which I think that's great because it gives local artists airplay and and visibility and whatnot. What what a good idea. Um, So one of the things is I, I was introduced to all these crazy artists and a lot of artists, and it's weird because just like, Canada is so big; it's just like the state, You have regional areas, and I fell in love with a lot of the West Coast bands. Now, again, this is before your time, said. So you probably weren't <laughs> even born in these days, you know. But with these great yeah, bands, in the and, uh, we'll see. Yeah, 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 you weren't even you weren't even thought of in these days, you
0: know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I
1: just loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, you know, there was so so many uh, good bands. Anyway, we moved to the States, and then, and I was the coolest guy ever, well, you know, because naturally, no, but one of the things that made me cool is when I rolled into this little town we moved to uh, by Detroit, um, I knew all these great bands and stuff, because I'd been watching and listening to them in Canada, and it was, you know, everybody's like, oh, where's he from, London, Ontario, but not, uh, (laughs) no, I I never played Anyway, so you started oh, the out, Canadian so, Speaking of, I, I, I dig it. Um, <laughs> very true. First time I went to Paris was uh, two thousand one, right before 9-11, but during the Bush years. And I told everybody I was from Canada. People were like, "Oh, you're here visiting. Where are you from? Uh, Toronto." <laughs> you
0: know,
1: <laughs> I was not admitting to being from the states. I like my food clean. I, you know, I know what time it is. Anyway, anyway. Um, now you grew up. Uh, as I was reading in my show notes here and on your website, which is a fantastic website, everybody, uh, SidCarterWest.com, it is that is a good website. Uh, but you <laughs> studied opera. How did that? Happen? Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I started singing technically at age two, before I actually could form words. I was humming in perfect pitch to the radio, and my mom. Would look back in, in uh over me to the car seat of there, and uh she just kind of thought hey this this little girl has a voice so by the time I uh turned six, she finally uh took me for my first vocal lesson, uh, which was over in North Vancouver where I grew up and um, it was mm-hmm. just normal contemporary stuff and then eventually I kind of switched to um, a classical Type trainer um, because she taught me how to play piano for a little bit, and while she was teaching me singing and stuff, she noticed that I have this voice, I guess, that would fit opera. So she recommended that I go for an interview um, with this renowned opera coach in North Vancouver. But you'd have to you have to have an interview with her because she's very selective with who she chooses um, for students. That's the right person to be. Yeah, yeah. So I was 12 at the time. Um, I went over and she the, she looked at me for the first time and she goes, okay, so how old are you? And I said, I'm 12. And she looked over at my father and goes, usually I don't really teach um, young children how to sing in opera and classical, uh, but let's just see how she sounds and go from there. So I did a – I don't even remember what song I sang to her, but – Afterwards, she looked at my dad and she goes, "So I will take her." <laughs> and um, wow. we started. We started at age twelve, and she's been my coach ever since. I mean, I still see her often for just you know uh, healthy training and making sure that my voice is in a good place. And she uh, keeps me warmed up with uh, vocal warm ups and everything. So I've been with her ever since. She's like family to me now. Um, her name's Ingrid Suderman. She uh, did a lot of opera for the Met um, in her day, and she's an amazing teacher, and she really understands my voice. So I can't thank her enough for what she's taught me. But yeah, I did that until pretty much 1920. Um, I trained through the RCM, which is the Royal Conservatory of Music. I did a lot of yeah. music theory exams and a lot of Qantas music festivals. and. Uh, internationally did competitions so it was a good time I mean it was really intense I don't think people really understand how intense it can be at, um, training an opera and competing I mean you usually compete in front of one adjudicator and they'll literally sit you down in the front all the singers lined up in the front and they'll each go between every singer and say what you did right and what you did wrong and then they'll go third place second place and first place um in front of everyone in front of the whole audience so it was quite mm-hmm. like you really had to learn how to have a backbone um especially as a Absolutely. teenager doing all that so but well, I can honestly say and you it was that good, today yeah well I mean it's it was so good for me to learn how to have that backbone and that confidence and knowing that I will make mistakes and to learn from them instead of taking them personally right I mean that's that's how it should be for for your whole music career because <laughs> people will totally really like to um, attack you sometimes, you know, with every little thing. So that's just how it is. But oh. yeah, and then I just kind of went into well, the contemporary again because I wanted to write my own
1: music. So I got you. Well, that's that's the weird thing about like symphony. I'm a big symphony guy, um, and I've been, to, I've been to a fair number of opera. I, I had a teacher when I was a kid and uh, I think it was grade seven. She kind of introduced me to that world and art mm-hmm. and that's how I got my start and all this. And, you know, I, so I, I, fell in love with the symphony, but the, the reality is it's symphonic, uh, that study, you know, it's just a really big, it's a really large cover band, you know, um, very <laughs> yeah. rarely do you go to the symphony and they're like, okay, here's the news pieces we've come up with. What?
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, Yeah.
1: Uh, that's not how that plays, but you know, shout out to Ingrid, uh, wow, for recognizing talent, seeing that, you know, that says a lot about her as an artist. Um, you know, she uh, she obviously saw that and was like, hey, cor- course correction, we're we're, we're going there. Um, <laughs> yeah, the it's so interesting
2: because um, you're absolutely right. With it, it is kind of like a cover band with operas because you're you're performing music that was already written so long ago and that's the thing, right? That's, I guess that's why I went back to contemporary because I want to be able to write my own music. And, you know, if you want to be a singer in classical, you can't really write your own music unless you decide to be a composer. So it's kind of like one or the other. Um, Whereas I want best of both worlds. Right. So I, I, I guess that's why I just love contemporary it just fits with me because I can write my own songs as well as perform. And I mean, down the road through all the different genres, I kind of uh, dabbled with, uh, I'm just kind of an edgy girl. You know, I I love rock and roll and I love uh, bluesy rock stuff. I mean, Led Zeppelin is my favorite band and I'll just be in love with them forever. I mean, I have them tattooed on me. I'm full on committed. So it's just, that's, that's who I am now. So it kind of all worked out anyway. I mean, I will never let go of the training that I have. That's that's why my, I can do rock music without messing up my voice. But, um, I just love, I love being that soulful, edgy
1: chick.
0: (laughs) So it works.
1: I will never forget when I was a kid, I, um, I had won uh, some tickets. You you had to call on to the local radio station and, you know, be caller number, whatever. And I did, and I won. And I didn't even drive at the time. I had to have my older sister take me uh, to the concert because she could drive and she had a car. I don't know. I had to clean a room for like a week or something, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, she milked out pretty hard. And she got to go to the concert, you know. Um, But when we became concert, it was was so weird because – you know, she was my sister, but we never really like hung out or anything. You know, we didn't, have, and she was like five, six years older than me. And um, but we became concert buddies after this. Uh, but this was the first one we went and saw all everybody because uh, it was fun. It was she was a cool hang. Anyway, um, we went and saw the the concert was Pat Benatar, and you know, oh my God. I was at that age yes. where you know <laughs> Pat Benatar had some pretty. uh you know, dynamite legs and whatnot. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go see Pam Bennett's Absolutely. And, um, but we went, and in the middle of it, and she's doing her thing, you know, and they're all, and yeah, it's cool, it's a cool show. And she breaks out, and like, and I didn't know this until then. Um, my sister, matter of fact, my older sister told me, she goes, oh, yeah, she was trained in opera, because she broke out in like some opera in the middle of the con- this rock show. And yeah. everybody was like, holy shit. This isn't. This just changed from rock to art, you know, and then back to rock. It was, uh, it was like Bohemian Rhapsody or something, it was amazing, you know. And the whole place was just—they went nuts. They just went crazy. And when I was originally watching your initial videos, uh, because I got the, you know, the press kit and all that went over, I was like, man, this kind of reminds me of her voice. I said, I bet she could do opera. I had this internal monologue, and then. I, you know, because I watched the videos first, of course, because I'm, you know, stupid. But um, then I started looking through the notes and looking at your website. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Called that, didn't you? Didn't you? Um, <laughs> well,
2: that's the thing through. about music. That's that's the beautiful part is that it doesn't have to be specifically one genre that you have to go th- go to, you know? Like, it's becoming huge now where everyone's kind of integrating different genres together. I mean, some artists are putting rap with country now, you know? Like it's just it's a new trend and and why not? I mean, that's the beauty of art is making it that's your lovely. own and and people will really vibe with that and it's 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 a whole other experience and I think that's awesome. So even I mean, Freddie Mercury from Queen, he was classically trained. That's why all of these amazing iconic rock stars they could hit those notes without messing up their voice. I mean, he, like, no offense to Robert Plant. I love him. I always will. But you'll never hear the voice he had when he was in his 20s. Because, well, first of all, his voice totally dropped, I mean, when he became older. But right. also, like, he wasn't singing in a healthy place, right? So that's why his voice what? is not the what it what it was, right?
1: You know, I see that a lot, too, especially with modern metal music. Um, which I'm not that big of a fan of, uh, to be honest. I think there's some good stuff out there, but a lot of it's just too much packed into one track. Um, yeah. No way. You ain't, yes, you don't need a 12-minute guitar solo. <laughs> um, you know, Give us a break. Got stuff to do today, man. Anyway, yeah. a lot of these guys, and then everybody, everybody throws in the, the cookie monster
0: growling
1: and I'm like, yeah, that was cool. 1992, you know, when I first heard it, but kind of been done guys. <laughs> and my other thought with that is I'm like, why would you do that? You're, you're a singer. This is what you want to be doing. You know, this is, this is leading you to the light. This is what you're putting your dreams <laughs> upon and you're no, if mean, a singer realistically like a metal singer, especially guys. I think women probably have more control. Just because they're probably, you know, they take better care of themselves, um, and I shouldn't say that. That's a terrible misogyny. I'm going to get emails for well, that. Well, honest, um,
2: honestly, there is guys, a way to do that in a healthy way. I mean, here's a prime I don't example. Think any guys do it or doing it Ch- that. Oh you no know? no no no. Chester Chester Bennington, like from uh, Lincoln Park. You know, okay. First mm. of all, he actually was singing in an, an extremely healthy place. That's why he lasted so long, his voice. Oh, yeah. Because, well, I think, first of all, with the screaming, they put the microphone so close to their mouth that they aren't actually screaming as loud as you think. They're actually doing it very quietly, but they're pressing it right into the microphone. So that's how they can get away with it. But chester i mean he did it in such a beautiful way because he knew how to sing and it's from the diaphragm not the throat if you start screaming from the throat that's exactly how you lose your voice whereas if you're singing from the, the gut the diaphragm which is exactly how it should be through the breath right that's the most important part mm. you can do anything in a healthy way i mean The new stuff that I'm working on, actually, I'm incorporating some growling, but I'm doing it in a way that's not affecting my vocals. Oh, yeah. It's very easy. It's going to be like the Kitty remix. I love it. (laughs) It's a placement. It's It's a a... placement.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a a very –
2: it's a technical thing, you know. It's not easy singing. I mean, it's no different than an instrument. It's just through your body.
1: Oh, I'm telling you. I'm sorry, we have uh, some friends of ours. This, uh, this, they're a great couple. I, I, we love them to death. They, uh, they're great friends, first of all. Matter of fact, uh, Julie was my best person at my wedding. Uh, but her and, and her girlfriend, Hannah, they, they watch our house a lot, like we go out of town. We've got a crazy dog that doesn't like anybody. She's a sharp kind of guard dog, but she likes them. Gotcha. So. They watch the house a lot. You know, we can't find anybody out. We can't, we can't afford anybody else. Anyhow, Julie's um, really all into that. She is all into, like, female metal. T- I mean, you don't want to give her the remote control when she comes over because it, you're just going to be hearing an Enemy and stuff, like, over and <laughs> yeah. over and over. But, but she's into it, man. I'm going I'm to definitely introduce her to you, to your music, because she's going to dig that. A lot. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us www.jamieroxx.us.
3: Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band... Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering Amethyst Energizing Citrine Colorful Fluorite The Other Side of the Sun Earth's Treasures Brought to Light Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings, and use coupon code ROXX, That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light.
1: Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, Uh, Like me Then you're going to want to check out Our newest uh, show sponsor Michelle Albion Uh, Fantastic author She's got some really interesting Cool books out uh, That you're going to want to check out I'm a big fan of all of these Uh, The Florida Life of Thomas Edison The Quotable Edison Quotable Henry Ford uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt And of course The Quotable Amelia Earhart Uh, Michelle's just very keen And and very, very cool Um, And these are just Very cool books so check out her website. Uh there's links to uh where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh Michelle Albion dot com. M I C H E L E A L B I O N dot com. Michelle dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Folks. So you start doing this and you, you know, got real good at this and
0: you know, how's?
1: You're still in, uh, based in Vancouver. How's the scene there? Is that that's always really been a cool town, right? What's going on? Yeah,
2: I mean, Vancouver's a great city. It's it's beautiful. Unfortunately, though, it's not as live music oriented as you'd think. Just because it's a newer city, really. You know what I mean? Like we um. we're so we're so like we feed off of uh, L.A. I mean, we're like Hollywood North mm-hmm. up here, right? So. We're still growing when it comes to art culture. We're not as influenced as Toronto is, you know, you can go around in Toronto and find so much live music happening over there, even Montreal, but Vancouver, a little bit different. So it is a little bit more challenging, especially during a pandemic where you couldn't travel, you know, it was, it was really challenging, but, but I did what I could. I mean, the whole social media aspect was super helpful because I could reach out to people outside of my city. So it was great. And it's it's different Absolutely. too with the genre here. Like Vancouver, we're more into EDM, we're into hard rock. I was going
0: to say, club music.
2: You know, yeah, it's not, again, influenced by Hollywood, right? L.A. So I, gotcha. I love it here and I always love it. It's my home. It's my hometown. And there's always going to be a special place for Vancouver. But in you know reality, I'm... I'm definitely going to have to reach out to the east and, of course, the states. And that's what I'm doing. So I do what I can yeah. uh, during a pandemic. And, you know, when all this slowly comes back to normal, I'll be definitely traveling. That's that's a huge passion of mine, too. And Absolutely. It too is,
0: uh,
2: being around different places. Well, you've made a new
1: friend in South Florida. How about that? How about yes. That, you know? Florida. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good times. I, I hear what you're <laughs>
0: saying,
1: though, because, you now I... I tell people this all the time. It's an old joke, but um, I'm definitely a retired club rat. I spent a couple decades <laughs> in my younger Wolf Around days, you know, in nightclubs. Um, I was not working. The, I was just hanging out. I was friends with everybody, you know, and right, um, right. so I get it and it's great. And you know, a nightclub's fine and everything. Um, but sometimes even me, even me, I'm like, man, I don't need any lasers. I want a good bar band good Southern exactly. rock, and yeah. I want to be in a bar, you know? I want to hear. Yeah. I, I don't want holograms, you know? I, I need a break from that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's something to be said with, for that, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I think. I think. And, no, absolutely. You know, I'm definitely more a... of a bar
2: person than a club person. I, honestly, I've mm-hmm. never, never really been much of a club person. I've been to a few clubs here and there in my early 20s, but other than that, you'll just catch me more at a live music bar or just something super chill, absolutely. and where I'm able to actually hear the person that I'm talking to, because that's a thing. So, yeah, it's, well, it yeah. it depends on the personality, right?
1: So, absolutely. Well, I think it's like that, and I joke with all my old clubbing friends. You know, they're like, "You don't ever go out anymore," and I'm like, "Well, number one, I'm I'm married. Going out is a good way to lose your girl," uh, you know. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, <laughs> nice, that's not what I want to do. And number two, I can't afford it. And they're like, what do you mean? Uh, is it really super? T-? I'm like, well, it's like anywhere. I said, but I, if, I'm i old now. So if I go out, I got to get bottle service. Not because I'm cool or <laughs> that guy. If I want a place to sit, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. stand for five hours. Hey, I'm 27
2: and, and I don't even like standing for all all night long. Well, so I don't blame you. Your girls
1: you. <laughs> with your heels and stuff. I don't know how you do it, but that's uh, crazy, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I understand at the end of the night why a lot of girls are walking, you know, to get a cab carrying their shoes. Um, everybody used to say, "What's <laughs> up with that?" I'm like, if I'm in, I, I have flat it. shoes, and if I can't handle standing up all day, <laughs> imagine that, you know. Anywho, well, let me ask you this, because you're an opera singer and whatnot. Do you, how does your music process work? I mean, are you working with producers and they're like, hey, we've got a cool beat or we've got a cool track?
2: Yeah, so I've worked with a couple producers now. I have one, though, John Ellis, who is working with me with all the music that I've been releasing And him and I just really click. We write music pretty effortlessly. We could just be in a room for five minutes and we just wrote a song. It's just, it's very, it's very simple. It's very easy with him. Um, It's just kind of like that connection that you get with people here and there where it's like, okay, we write very easy and well together. So right on. Uh, He's great. Uh, I will definitely continue working with him in the future. He's, just he knows how to rock and roll, and he also knows how to bring it back if need be. And he's a very talented musician and songwriter and producer and everything, literally everything. The guy is multi-talented, so it's always. I'm really grateful to be able to work with such amazing people who, who who've been in this industry for a long time and they know what they're doing. And I can always count on them to give me advice and mentorship, you know. So it's great. I've been working exactly. with amazing they're not musicians playing as games. well. No, you know, no, no, no. they get it. The they're they're yeah. here to win, you know. They're here. They're they're in it right. for the win, right? So <laughs> go big or go home, you know. And that's just kind of how I've always been. I've I was trained in opera to make everything sound perfect and to give it my all and never cheap out on notes or phrases. Just give it my all. It's a performance. Right, it's not just about you. It's about the song. It's about portraying it the way it needs to be portrayed. So, it's it has a voice of its own, right? Every tune, and I want to I want to give it the benefit. So, it's it's amazing That's though cool. working with amazing musicians. You know, I I have a drummer that I work with often, who's Brian Adams' drummer, Pat Stewart. So, it's really? so inspiring to be able to sit here in a room with people who are really in it and it motivates me. I, like, I get super stoned just from talking to them to be real with you. <laughs> like That's I don't awesome. even need to to smoke anything. I could just talk with them and I, and I feel so
1: good. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> I, I tell you, I got hooked on, um, during the pandemic, during lockdown, I started watching all these, I, I'm always into these weird things. And, um, <laughs> And I start watching all these these I don't know what you call if you call them shows but they're on YouTube you know and it's like a, a show kind of mm-hmm. you know and yeah. um you know one of them's weird it's this this crazy gay guy and he, he he's cooking like stuff from history he's like hey here's how they made bread in Rome let's make some see what it tastes <laughs> like and he's fascinating you know I'm watching I'm like hey you know what I want to make some Roman bread how let's do it. Um, but one of the shows I started watching was this uh, great show on, on home production, home studio production, called Produce Like a Pro. If anybody's in the music business and you're, you're trying to do this stuff at home, that's a great video. I'm not in the music business, and I found it fascinating. They, they break things hmm. down, and they break famous songs down, and they're like, you know, here's how this works, and blah, blah, blah. And it was just fascinating to me. And one of the things that I really gleaned from watching the show, and they have hundreds and hundreds of shows, um, was just how hard it is being a producer. <laughs> I mean, you really have to know yourself. It isn't like, yeah, eh, I'm bored being in bands. I'm just going to produce now. No, no, you have to know, you know, oh, that might needs to be this distance and blah, blah, blah. And then some of the stories you hear, because I interviewed famous producers, and I was watching one with a producer for The Police, and he was talking about like how the guys would get in fist fights and stuff in the studio, <laughs> it's just, you know. But they were making a lot of money, so they had to keep it together, you know. Um, apparently, it's has been pleasant, pleasant yeah. to work with. <laughs> you know,
0: maybe. Well, yes, it's, it, it,
2: we're we're talking about a producer's baby, pretty much. I mean, right. all these songs are like their children. It's no different than a normal songwriter. It's like their child, and we want to honor that by making it the best it can be. And it's a total different talent being a producer. I mean, you look at Ryan Tedder from One Republic. He has produced so many songs, not just for himself, but for other artists. Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Adele. He, this guy is
1: yeah, hit after hit.
2: filled with songs in his head. And it, it, it's a total talent. He's multi-instrumental talented. Like, he's, he plays the drums. He plays the bass. He plays guitar. He sings like a beautiful angel. The guy is multi-talented. And that's what you have to be to be a producer. You have to be able to understand and hear everything about one's song and how it can oh, sound just amazing altogether.
1: Absolutely. I'll never forget. I was dating this gal back in the day. This was years ago. And their, their song, uh, Apologize, came out. And this gal mm-hmm. started playing it over and over and, like, just giving me that look. And I'm like, I don't know what I did, but it ain't good. And <laughs> it
0: was the beginning of the end.
1: I can already. But the worst. The oh, worst, my god worst. I went on a blind date. I've only been on one blind date my entire life. It only happened once. I, it, not because I'm cool. It just happened. That's how it happened. Um, but my friend set me up with this, this lady. And um, I think she was a psycho. I don't know. I can't say that. But I took her out. We went to a bar and to a karaoke night. And um, who was that? Who sang that song? Was it Melissa Lambert? I can't remember. It was some country gal. And she sang that song that before he cheat song. And was like "Sing it uh, to carry me underwear. karaoke. Carry and I'm like, I don't know. Everybody in the bar is looking at me. I'm like, I don't know her. I just came out with her tonight. I didn't do any of it, you know. Um <laughs> Every woman in the place was giving me that evil eye. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Um, yeah. But oh, people, they, they do, they, they hear a, music, a, a song. Like I imagine people hear venom hurts and stuff like that. And they, they relate to that shit. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh, she knows me, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think.
2: And you know what? The fascinating thing is some people don't relate to it. I mean, that's the great thing about music too. It's, it depends on the personality and the person, and who can connect with that or who doesn't, and that's okay. Like, there's a song for everyone, and that's the beautiful part about it. And I really do treasure the people who do connect with it. It's like, okay, cool, I did my Absolutely. job. <laughs> I made someone feel. <laughs> that's great. <laughs>
0: let's Yay. play it. Let's
1: play it because this is such a good song, and it was such a good segue. Let's um, let's play it though. This is Venom hurts carter west now this is out right people can get this yeah on spotify everywhere all platforms nice nice well here it is we're gonna play it, then we'll talk a little more Dot Jamie Rocks dot US WW dot dot US
0: Metal Babe Mayhem more than just an online store it's a destination MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products including clothing, jewelry and accessories Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metalbabe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock reviews interviews, playlists, and
3: That's L-O-V-E-S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us.
1: It has that kind of, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, that kind of, a lot of those uh, Russell Mulcahy videos from the early 80s, you can always tell them because they've got like, everything's burned out, they have all the lights on and it's like you know, glowing white almost. and. It's got that vibe to it. You know, I'm like, this is cool. This is very cool. Um, you yeah, know, I try to get him to, get to come on the show, actually. And I think he thinks I'm psycho or crazy or something. But anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> now, you have an, an well, wait, uh, I didn't see a video for this. There's no video for Better Off. That's the next one we're going to play, right? Yes, Better Off. The video's
2: coming out very soon. Uh, nice. I can't give a date yet, but it will be out pretty quick here. Definitely less than a month. We'll,
1: well, let's stick a pin in that for a second because just for a moment, because we're definitely going to come back to better off. I want to um, uh, everybody. You can get this. We just played Venom Hertz. Um, these are all available on Spotify. They're wherever you buy digital music at. You can pick these up. We have links up. To, uh, Sid's website Sidcarterwest.com She's super smart Because I'll tell you Sid, you probably have no idea How many bands and musicians And indie filmmakers and everybody If you want to go to any of Sid's um, Social media it's, it's all at Sid Carter West. <laughs> all of it, you just <laughs> put that in there There you go um, I have so many bands that come on And they're like yeah, but it's one, two, three, minus eight, times three, you know? And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> How are people even getting you... <sighs> it? No, nah, like... you got to keep it simple. Keep it easy for I'm people. Yeah. old, old people like me, we can't figure that shit out, you know? Come
2: on. Well, not even that. I mean, young people, too, our attention span is really bad lately, hence TikTok.
0: <laughs> I mean, we That's... can't.
2: If, it, if it's hard to, you know, find, we don't even bother. We move on. So the easier, the better. The simple, the better.
1: I am, My wife has trained me so well with TikTok. I'm, I'm like one of those nuts. I'll be <laughs> watching the news and yelling at the TV, you know, like it's a hockey game or something. And uh, it's the news, you know, and the dog's yeah. freaking out. Everybody's freaking out because I'm all worked up. And my wife will take her phone, and she's like, hey, look at this TikTok. Like, I'm a dog, and she has a piece of cheese or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that video. Oh, this is funny, you know. And I, I, I'm not watching the news. I've spent three hours watching TikTok videos on her phone, you know. It's, crazy. Um, <laughs> it's addicting. It's really I'm addicting. Telling
0: you. I'm telling you. And Especially since they're, like,
2: 15 th- seconds long. You can go through thousands of videos <laughs>
1: in, in such a small amount of time. Absolutely. I was watching one the other day, and it was a farmer, and he was, I don't know, his cow's hooves were messed up, and he was fixing them. And I was like, you know, after 20 minutes watching these videos of, you know, because they're not 20-minute video, people. It's like she said, they're like 15 seconds. But so there's a lot of 15 seconds in 20 minutes. Um, so there's a lot of videos I'm watching. And then I, like, sat back, I had that moment of clarity, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Why are you watching you should be working, doing something, you know. <laughs> Surely there's something around here to get done. Um, but I found it fascinating. I love that. I love that. You know. <laughs> hey, one thing I wanted to touch on also is um, you are like, cool, turned up to 10 with your activism. Man, you, you, hey, what can I do to help? And you're right there, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Black Lives Matter, First Nations people, Canada, LGBTQ+. All that kind of stuff, man. Thank you. I'm a firm I'm a firm a believer.
2: Place. I'm a firm believer that everyone is equal to everyone. There is no higher person, there's no lower person. I'm all for anyone who just wants to be who they are and not have to deal with being shamed for it. Cuz I've dealt God with being boy, bullied and that stuff is not fun. It's not worth it, and I don't want to I don't want that for the world anymore, you know? It's about time people just at least tolerate and respect one another and stay in their own container. I mean, if it doesn't affect your world, who cares? Let them do what they need to do to be happy. That's all that matters.
1: Exactly. You know, and you see these people and you're like, dude, haven't you ever seen the movie Back to the Future? Bitch yes. a hero <laughs> in that, you know? You don't want to be soundtracks, oh.
2: That is my favorite soundtrack. Oh, yeah.
1: That is such a good movie. Yeah. That is such a good. I have a friend of Johnny mine. Johnny Be Good. A Chuck
2: Berry. Oh, oh. my god!
1: And Don't he get me, called started me started on Berry. No, he... yeah, he called. his cousin, right? And he's like, that new yeah. Film?
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's like <laughs> Marvin it. Berry or something. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. It was
1: awesome. Oh, what a good movie. All of them, all of those time good. Yeah. I'm telling you, Timeless. I could sit down. Those and hey, those Michael
2: films. J. Fox, Michael J.
1: Fox is Canadian, so. Oh, absolutely. Enough I said. <laughs> what good actors are Dan Aykroyd? You know all the greats. Um, again, you know there's something in the water up there. You know, I don't. Maybe they support the arts. How about that? That's probably a big reason. You know, no, you want to be an actor?
0: Cool. Want to be a rock
1: star? Student? No problem. You know. Not to offer shit out first, but, uh, <laughs> not a problem. Did it. Let's make an album. Whatever, whatever oh, floats your boat, right? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It is so cool. I have some friends of mine that are in uh, one, the lead singer of this band. She is originally from Vancouver, but her and her husband, they live in Toronto and they're a band, you know, a little alt rock band and whatnot. And she was telling me, this is just how cool Canada is. And we're going to get back to the music folks. I just have all these stories. Um, But she was telling me that she goes, like, once a year, this is before the pandemic, um, that they would go visit her parents, you know, in uh, in Vancouver, and they would take the train all the way across. But they had a deal with the government where they got free tickets or something like that, but they had to, like, play at the train stops, like, X amount of train stops. Like, the train would stop, they'd get out and perform for an hour, (laughs) and the train stops, and they'd get back on, and... Yeah, and I'm like, Man, why don't we do that in the States? That's a brilliant idea, you know? That's Everybody a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Wow. It's cool. I don't know. So back to your music. Um first, first off, before getting get better off, I gotta say that your cover she has some amazing covers, ladies and gentlemen. Your cover of creep, oh my god. You're singing it in the shower, <laughs> you're freaking out. I'm like, this is better than Radiohead. Some <laughs> you know, of the guys are going to hear this and say, What the hell, Jamie? But no, it's true. It's, there are some covers that are, you know? Anybody who says they're not, I'm like, eh, No doubt. Um, oh, they did that cover of Talk Talk. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, their version was better than Talk Talk. Uh, but yeah, well, I like your fun version fact, of Steve
2: a lot. Fun fact um, Tennessee Whiskey, the Chris Stapleton version, that's technically a cover song. That's not his song. Really? So yeah, and he's the one who blew up that song. So again, you never know. It could be you know from someone else, but it was meant for someone else. You know what I mean? It's it's it totally depends. So it's fun Absolutely. doing that cover. Well, and what I love what I love about "Creep" is it can totally jam out as a rock song, like a grungy rock mm-hmm. song. Hence Radiohead, but. There's something very special about Creep that you could make it more delicate, more emotive, and I really wanted to showcase that because the lyrics are so deep. They're so emotional and raw, and I wanted to bring that out. So I, I thought that was really cool to slow it down a bit and <laughs> sing in the shower, make it super dramatic, and I thought that was super fun. And a lot of people ended up liking it, so I feel, I feel good about it.
1: Feel good about it oh yeah well it's fantastic it's fantastic did you, you cover Taylor Swift that's another cover you did now I I gotta admit I was not the biggest Taylor Swift fan and then I was in the car with my wife and she had some songs I don't know five years ago or something and I'm like I don't know who this is but I really dig this this music that's sound in it and she's like well mr. cool industrial music uh, it's Taylor Swift and, uh, and I was embarrassed <laughs> not I secretly went home, put my headphones on, and put it up on Spotify and listened to it on repeat for a bit. But um, I dug it, you know. And I hadn't felt that way until I heard your cover of um, uh, one of – I think it's one of her newest songs, right? I don't know. I don't know her music that well. It's from actually –
2: I think it's from the album Red, which was one of her older albums. But she redid – she did a trailer version of it. Oh, yeah. So it came back, and she featured the song All Too Well, which is, originally it was a five-minute song, but actually she never told anybody until recently that it's actually originally a 10-minute song, and they cut it down for for the album. So she showcased the song All Too Well as a 10-minute version, and everyone loves it. It's the first, I think it's the first 10-minute song that's hit number one ever. So... There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that Taylor Swift, she is an, an incredible songwriter. She's a storyteller. She is a poet. And I think that's why people love her so much is her way with words is unbelievable. It's, it's magical. And she really is a, a magical person. I mean, even in her videos, it's like watching a fantasy movie. I love it. She's great. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that her talent is unbelievable. It's untouchable
1: ass too from a business point she is so gangster you know they tried to screw around <laughs> yeah. on her stuff and she's like okay fine I'll just redo, re-record everything how about that and it'll be bigger and make more money than your stuff how about that uh, I love you it. know, savage I love check it check and mate.
2: <laughs> you know, <I> was like, <laughs> yeah. Damn, it's about was time you know, it's, it's about yeah. time that the artist the songwriter makes the more like the most profit out of the song it's ridiculous how much companies and labels make from these artists where it's their stuff, oh, you know. And, and I, I think Absolutely. it's pretty badass that she's saying, no, it's time that we, we,
1: own, we truly own our songs. Well, and that's just it. And that's why I tell people, too. I mean, it's great. It's convenient when you buy tracks off of the streaming sites and, you know, all the different ones and whatnot, um, even the big green one. Uh, but the reality is, and you know, I can't, I, I won't say it on the air, but, but I know the secret. <laughs> I, I know what the <laughs> art, what the cut is, how the pie is cut. And you folks out there listening, the general public, I mean, you could probably Google this and find it out yourself, but if you do, you're going to be pissed and shocked and gasped that, you know, how little the artist give. I mean, I get yeah. everybody's got to make money, but come on, man. come on, you know. Um, that any other business that they were pulling that kind of thing, they'd be in jail, <laughs> you know. Seriously, it
2: it absolutely it's, takes a team to to make a song blow up like that, for sure. And we have to honor that and the team effort that that is put into everything. But at the same time, when it comes to a, like a certain cut. The artist, the creator, should absolutely have the majority of it. It's just—it's oh, yeah. crazy how it's it, everything is just kind of going opposite now. But I really hope that Taylor Swift and other artists can put their foot down and really assert their ownership of their song, their work.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and then everybody would be better off. Hey, how's that for a segue? <laughs> Sid, did you like that? <laughs> That was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I was kind of ham it but ham fisted. Uh, <laughs> let's play perfectly. the track
1: though. I want to play it. It's better off. It's a Sid Carter West artist extraordinaire. And um, I, everybody, check this out. Check this out. We'll talk about it when we come back. Here it is. tracks were playing because that was hilarious we were having so much fun ladies and gentlemen you guys don't even know what we were joking about it was hilarious um but i don't i can't record them anyway anyway better off so now better off tell us a little bit about this one this one was
2: definitely inspired by tennessee whiskey chris stapleton's version funny enough just with the whole slide guitar and the slow you know sexy vibes that's, it was definitely inspired by that. But this one is more of my personal song with getting over a toxic relationship and learning uh, how, to, how to recover from it. It's more of like the gotcha. aftermath. You know, teaching uh, myself how to not check in on the person, especially with social media now and how easy it is right. to check in on an that individual. That block is
1: your friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. Seriously. Lock. Seriously, hey, you think it's block. not? It is.
2: Oh. It so is. Um, but yeah, it's it's about healing and and the great thing about Better Off too is that yeah, it's a, you can consider it a sad song, but at the same time, it's learning how to re- regain my confidence and my inner strength and knowing that it's okay that it didn't work out that there's lessons to be learned through it and gratitude as Absolutely. well because it taught me it,
0: Absolutely. These,
2: the hardest rela- relationships I've ever been in have taught me so much about myself that I'm so grateful that I know now. And I think that's the beauty of any sort of relationship, whether it's traumatic or it's good or whatever, there are lessons to be learned and there's growth there. And if, like you evolve and that's, that's the beauty of it. So I think better off is a really great way to tell listeners it's okay to be in pain. It's okay to admit it and be real with it and just say this really sucks. But at the same time, it's better off that way because you're going to grow and you're going to move forward and it's going to be great. So it's all about how you take a certain experience. You know, you can take it a really bad way and hold on to that and be resentful or you can... Be okay that it's painful and it really sucks, but we're gonna be okay.
1: Well, and that's just it. And you know, I, I dated that gal. I dated that gal back. Oh man, several <laughs> times. Took me a while to get learn those lessons. You know, Um yeah. <laughs> I think we all have. You know? We all have. Oh. Yeah. oh man, you know, but the thing is, and you know what? To be honest, truth be honest, let's just be real. I've probably been that lesson for a couple of people Um, in my younger, you know, Um, it wasn't always somebody doing me wrong, you know, if if I'm real honest about stuff. But, you know, you're learning to grow as a person. Yeah. You just try not to be that person now, you know, I mean, that's all you can do is learn from it, be better. Um, You know, let me ask you this. No, I always add, this is such a, and it's a setup question, kind of, because you know we have bands on the show and stuff, and you know heartbreak and whatnot sometimes comes up with popular music. You know, it's a it's a it's a topic, uh, but it leads into this great question: Is does the person that perhaps inspired some of the lyrics of better off? Have they heard that song, and do you think they <laughs> they hear it and go? Ah! Sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> I know. It's
0: similar
2: to the whole Taylor Swift effect. You know, it's great to write a song to help. It's a way for, I mean, I can only speak for myself. It's a way for me to express my feelings when it's really difficult in that moment to express them. I mean, that's the whole point for me with songwriting is be able, being able to voice it without actually having to voice it. And, <laughs> it's a perk if they are able to hear it if not I don't really care you know it's it's not oh, it gotcha. wasn't made for them the song was made
0: gotcha.
2: for me to heal and to express and explore the feeling and if they hear it and they end up hearing it cool
1: <laughs>
0: they're they're aware <laughs>
1: That's the best answer I've ever heard to that question. I love. That's the most mature. You, you, got it together, girl. You got it together. I love it. I love it.
2: Don't give them the power that they're looking for. You know, like it's not their song. It's your song.
1: It's there for you. Absolutely. I remember many, many years ago, twenty years. It had to be twenty years ago. Probably longer. I was going, and there's nothing worse. I don't know. I mean, I hate to say. I'm not trying to be misogynistic or whatnot. But, man, young, creative-type guys going through heartbreak, oh, my God. How pathetically sad can that get? You know, it's just
0: terrible,
1: <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Ugh, I'm embarrassed that I even went through that. So I was talking to this guy, I knew this friend of mine, one of my collectors at the time, and he's been passed on. But, you know, he's like, I know you're busted up, man. You, you've brought this gal up, like, you know, 15 times in our conversation. Like, yeah, but, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And he's just like, look, man, fly higher. She should be slow under your radar. <laughs> it does, that's the best revenge, you know? You can't even see her on the ground. Though, it
2: takes time. It takes time to have that mindset. It's so easy for someone on the outside to say that.
0: Right, but that's when you're, very true. Go,
2: when you're going through and grief, it... when you're, you know, it's it. it takes time. That's why... No matter how cliche it sounds, time is totally a healer. It takes time, and everyone's Absolutely. different. Some people take longer. Some people take quicker, you know, and that's, that's, that's okay. It, and people shouldn't judge each other for how someone processes things. That's a personal experience, and it should not be judged or, or frowned upon. That's, that's how they need to integrate to so whatever they need to integrate to. And it just it oh, ma- it makes me sad when people judge that. It's like it's not your business. That's their own personal experience.
1: <laughs> would, it's fine. It was, you know, <laughs> looking back at that, it was over a summer, and I had moved. I got mad. I was living out in San Diego, and I, I I'm like, well, I'm moving to Vegas. I'll show all of you. So I moved to Vegas in the summer. <laughs> that was smart. And um, so I, I immediately. I lived down the street from this rockabilly bar. And so I was hanging out at the rockabilly bar, like every night, um, you know, and uh, cause they had a kitchen. And so I would just go down there to have dinner and stuff, you know, it was cheap. It, baby. And, but every night was like a Johnny Cash cover song. And I'm trying to go through this breakup this <laughs> grief this breakup. I'm just like, God, what's next? Hank Williams. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, uh,
0: the worst.
1: Oh, the worst. But I, got I the worst.
0: love I it got though. Some of the most embarrassing oh,
2: stories, though, they they hold a place in my heart that I actually quite love. So I'm okay with making mistakes at this point. It's it's inevitable, you know.
0: <laughs> it's, oh, it's it gives you good stories later. for sure.
2: But... Exactly, it, you... it just brings character. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the key if you. If you're busted up right now and out here listening to this and you're trying to get over something, um, get over it and uh, make sure – try not to, you know, do it again next month. How about that? (laughs) Stretch those big heartbreaks out over your life. A few times it will give you character. Don't do it every month. There's there's only
2: so many times you got to circle back to the same habit. Either break it or you're gonna still be stuck in there, and you're gonna try to figure out why well, maybe it's because you just gotta break that cycle
1: <laughs> and don't look for somebody to fix it for you. That's the big lesson that so many people I know have hard time learning, <laughs> you know yeah yes, you should.
2: yeah oh, well, for God. sure i mean it's 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 hard it's really hard being able to do it on your own, but if you're able to actually just do it on your own you'd be surprised with how much confidence you're going to gain from it. And I mean, do you really want to be around people while you're trying to heal?
1: Not ideally.
2: <laughs> like no. You're going to you're, no. you're be quite emotional
1: and with, impulsive. With their happy little comments and stuff. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about <so> man. <laughs> oh man.
1: That is funny. That is funny. Well, Hey, I want everybody again to go to Sid's website. It's SidCarterWest.com. All of her social media. you got. folks, oh, I know I harp on this, but it's so true. We live in an algorithm world. If you dig an artist or an independent film or, I don't know, the, the best bread baker in town or whatever, like and share their social media. Chances are your friends are going to dig it because, you know, your friends, you have common interests and stuff. But it helps get, get the word out. And not only that, it tweaks things a little bit. You know, like when you, when you like a video on YouTube, that YouTube algorithm, you know, it's like, hey, well, let me show this to some other people that might dig it too, you know. Very important. Very important. Leave comments if you can. Add bands, especially musicians. We all have playlists on Spotify and everything like that. Add them to your playlist on Pandora and stuff. You know, super important. Super important. Sid, you were cool. You were, you were, and you're so good at what you do. You know, keep doing what you're doing. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, I want to hear more. I can't wait. And I want you to come back on the show next, you know, when you drop your next single or whatever. I'm going to talk to, uh, hey, anytime. Who are you anytime.
0: Rachel?
1: Yeah, Rachel. Man, people, turn, they are, they are awesome. They are cool. <laughs> turned up to 10. And she's Rachel on as well. it. Man. Yeah. I'm
0: telling
1: you. I'm telling you. She messaged me. She messaged me earlier today. No, I deal with all kinds of PR people, all kinds all the time. Rachel messaged me today. She's like, "No, you got Sid's phone number, right, Jamie? You're all set for it. You got the trash? You, you all." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, I got it. I've done this once or twice." Okay. No, I, I wasn't offended at all. I, I thought it was cool that she's following up. You know. Um, oh, it's so important. But I can't thank you enough. I
2: mean, it's it's great to have these chats, and you have a great you have a great uh, social media presence here, and having this amazing show, I love it, and
1: uh, I would be happy to be a part of it again. Absolutely, man. We got to get you on like once a week or something, you know. Um, <laughs> so you know, all you got to do is try. Start... No, you're working with Trend. Uh, I know they're they're like. Jane, you don't tell her to do a single every because all the artists want to do a single every week if they can. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, no kidding. No. I guarantee. I know how trend works. Uh, trend sat down and said, "Okay, here's what's going to happen for the next year." <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I want to release more. No, got to build up momentum, man. Um, Absolutely, yeah, they're awesome over there. They know what they're doing. They could teach classes on this stuff. Anywho, anywho, <laughs> hey, best to Ingrid. Uh, when you hang out with her, you know. Uh, oh, I go, I go, I go, I go
2: see her all the time for tea. We have tea together at her house, and I'm and I'm talking yeah. like the vintage teacup vibe. It's great.
1: Nice. <laughs> Thank you out. I love it. I love yes. it. Oh, that's awesome. That is fantastic. Well, very cool. Well, everybody again, Sid Carter West. She's the one to watch, and I just love her. And check her out. And, you know, head over to her YouTube page, too, because um, pop in, Sid Carter was, and check out some of her videos. Her videos are very, very cool. I I had a whole, I don't know, hour or two today where I was just letting the YouTube play your music. It was (laughs) awesome. You know? It was very, very cool. I enjoyed it. Anyway, (laughs) folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um, We are, what is today? Today's Friday. Oh, yeah. We're going to be back on Monday. We've got a uh, returning guest, uh, John Three from Waco, Texas. John's cool, man. John's uh, one of my very cool um, Catholic friends. He's very into that. And, uh, you know, he's just into his his stuff. But he gets on these crazy hobbies, and his latest hobby that he's doing is remote control cars, like radio-controlled cars. I know, huh? Who would have thought? And he builds these things, and then – You know, he writes songs about it. And they're really good songs. I'm like, hey, they have a voice. How about that? I'm sure nobody else has done that before. He's awesome. And so he'll be on Monday night. Tune in for that. And uh, and then Thursday, I've been getting a lot of emails about this. Yes, it is true. This is uh, next month is the Movement Festival for Electronic Music in Detroit. And so we're having a lot of electronic music uh, guests on leading up to that. And we have another Canadian, Sid, that will be on next Thursday. Sid Blue. She's one of the top DJs. Uh, her new electronic album, uh, just I think it's just won the Juno or something for electronic album or something. I don't know. But she's coming on, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So we will see it. See, we go from Southern Rock to electronic. You know, we're all over the place. It's awesome. Very, very cool. Sid, have an awesome day and evening and weekend and thanks so much for being on the show you're awesome i can't
2: thank you enough thank you so much have a great weekend everyone
1: see you soon everybody be nice to people this has
2: been pop
3: art painter jamie rocks's pop rocks radio talk show it has been executive produced by jamie Rox. recorded at his studio in deerfield beach in south florida all rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited For broadcast on Block Talk Radio
0: Pena Oli, Pop
2: Rocks Radio Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio Manténganse al tanto
1: Hey, the Harry Hicks from uh, Sverige Och ni not till Pop Rocks Radio Med Jamie Rocks
0: Block Talk Radio